Talks is brought to you in part by Shorewinder, the industry-leading tool for winding residential and commercial springs with a cordless drill. Let us shoulder the burden for you. And check us out at Shorewinder.com. Hey guys, before we get into the show, I need to let you know, not only do I own a garage door company, I also own and run a marketing agency. If you need help with your marketing, make sure you contact us at 404-445-3494 or check us out at garagedoormarketing.co. That's garagedoormarketing.co. Hey guys, this is Ryan with Torsion Talk Podcast. You got me? What's up, guys? Uh, I want to give a quick shout out to Adrian. Thank you, Adrian, for everything you do keeping us going here in the studio. Um, listen, today we have a jam-packed show. It's probably going to be a little bit longer than usual. However, we've got a lot to cover, and I'm going to try to talk fast, ask questions, take notes. We are going to have this available on Facebook for you guys to rewatch. We're also going to upload it to our um, audio podcast system so you guys can listen to it later if you're not, unable to catch it now or you want to listen to it again. But we're going to go fast. Um, I've got an interview. My next interview, my first interview actually is Benny. Um, he's a business consultant with UGA Small Business Development Center. And I'm going to call him now. Let's get him on the phone. Hi, this is the Google Assistant. Can I ask what you're calling about? Podcast. All right, hang on while I try to reach them. Good morning, Hey, Benny, it's Ryan. How are you, sir? Ryan, I'm doing well. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing excellent. Sorry about the mix-up on the timing. I think I sent you the invite originally for PM, and it's uh, AM. Oh, no problem. Um, We're live, by the way. We could probably have... I'm sorry? I said, we're live now, by the way, if you're ready. Oh, sure. Yeah, no, I'm ready. Just jump right in. All right. So listen, hey, everybody, uh, Benny, uh, I've known Benny for probably, I don't know, four years, maybe five. Uh, when we first started, we didn't have enough money to have a really nice office. So we actually rented out um, a garage and then down the street was a uh, co-working space and I would constantly see Benny coming in and out all the time meeting with people. So I started asking, I'm like, what's this guy's deal? Why is he always coming in here meeting with people? And, um, I think at the time, did you work for score? Uh, no, with, um, university of Georgia, small business. Development. Okay. So same thing. All right. I, I think there were some score people there too, every once in a while, but, uh, Benny, uh, does consulting, for UGA Small uh, Small Business Development Center, and uh, tell us a little bit about that and what you do on a daily basis. Uh, sure. Um, well, good morning, everyone. So I'm a business consultant with the uh, uh, business consulting unit of UGA. Actually, uh, UGA has that unit uh, to help business owners. Um, and so uh, our role is to help um you know, businesses at all stage of their business from startup to growth to, uh, to exit. So, um, uh, you know, we, we, um, we are specialists as well as generalists. So we're you know, able to help in marketing and strategic planning, financial management, uh, operations management. Um, 
uh, HR, uh, intellectual property, and, and all the other critical, you know, areas of operation of a business. Uh, we don't charge for our services. We are actually fully uh, funded by the state of Georgia and the federal government uh, via Small Business Administration. So these these uh, SBA and the state of Georgia funnel their funds to UGA to support our operations. Uh, we are um, in the state of Georgia. We have 17 offices. So wherever you are, uh, well, basically wherever you are, you have 17 offices to choose from, depending on what's more convenient. Um, and um, yeah, so uh, I'm happy to say that uh, you know we're, we're we've been successful in helping businesses since 1976. And uh, uh, currently, we are in all the states, including uh, Virgin Islands and Puerto Rico. So we have about 1,000 offices uh, um, nationwide. Uh, what makes us a little different from SCORE is that we are um, uh, we are not volunteers. We are actually hired uh, em uh, employees of uh, UGA, and uh, <clears throat> you know uh, by that requirement, by that situation they require us to be master's degree holders in business and have a track record in uh, corporate America for our own business. So uh, that's a background of uh, who we are and person. Uh, I've been with SBDC for um, six and a half years now. I had my own business prior to SBDC, uh, a management consulting company that, uh, that won uh, Gwinnett Chambers uh, meeting uh, entrepreneur competition in 2011. So, uh, you know, with that said, you know, I'm, uh, you know, I think the floor is open for discussion on this latest, um, you know, economic injury uh, assistance from the Small Business Administration. Uh, there are four main programs that I'd like to um, uh, discuss with you this morning. So have at it. Have Let's jump right thing. in. Real mm -hmm. quick, though, I do have to okay, do something. Good. I got to do one thing. Go dogs. Yeah, sure. That's all. Yeah. So all right, I've been you. a dog fan since I was like, I don't know, two, three years old. I didn't have a choice. My dad turned me into a Is dog right? fan. So uh, when people ask yeah. me, did I go to Georgia? And uh, I was a high school mm -hmm. dropout. So my only answer I can give them is only on the weekends. Okay. There should be like yeah. a, there should be like a, but I don't know. Anyway. All right, Benny, um, let's jump right in. Tell us a little bit about these four programs and what we can do. Sure. Okay. So um, uh, these four programs are, um, again, as a result of the ongoing pandemic uh, crisis. And um, it's an offshoot of, uh, direct offshoot of the uh, $2 trillion uh, stimulus package that was ratified last week. So these uh, four programs are, um, uh, well, uh, explained easily as, you know, one is a paycheck protection program. So the goal is to help uh, businesses um, retain uh, personnel or employees um, during this, this time of crisis. Now, uh, that particular program uh, is called, you know, paycheck protection program uh, or triple P as I'll refer to it uh, during our discussion. Uh, it's up to $10 million. Uh, at a loan amount, uh, 10 years to pay, maximum of 4% interest. And how that is reckoned, meaning the amount of the loan is reckoned based on uh, two and a half times the uh, average monthly payroll of your business. 
and which would cover uh, group health care, uh, rent, mortgage, rent or mortgage, utility expenses, and and other pre-existing interest expenses on existing loans. Um, now, the um, uh, processing uh, this type of loan application are the bank partners of um, SBA, and um, you know these are these banks are uh, banks that are you know uh, well known to you, Bank of America, uh, Truist, formerly SunTrust, um, and other banks. So um, now, uh, I wanted to um, uh, highlight maybe some 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 ex extraordinary features of each program and for uh, the PPP or Paycheck Protection Program, uh, there's a forgiveness feature, meaning um, if you keep uh, your workforce for eight weeks, then that eight weeks worth of uh, payroll expenses will be forgiven. Um, now- How do they plan on tracking that? I'm sorry? I mean, how do they plan to track that? What What is the, I mean, because if money goes all into one pot, I guess the best thing to do is to probably take that money, put it into a separate account, and then uh, run your payroll out of that? Possibly, yes. Uh, and, of course, if you have a live um, you know, accounting system like uh, QuickBooks, uh, then that, that can be you know easily monitored. Or if you're um, outsourcing payroll to, um, you know, to us an outside company like ADP that can also be isolated, uh, you know, easily. So, yeah, wh whatever method of isolation um, uh, will, you know, will work. In fact, since the banks, the partner banks of SBA are going to um, uh, implement this program, uh, the bank um, will have an active hand in monitoring uh, the uh, you know, the, the uh, payroll expenses. So right um, now, okay. based on the conversations mm -hmm. I've had, so I reached out to my bank, Wells Fargo, and a few others. Uh -huh. um, I know it's early because yeah. this thing just passed like Friday night after the banks were closed. But to, to everyone's knowledge at the banking level, at the local bank level, not a lot of people have information and uh, people are given different timelines for when the funds or the applications to fill out will be available um, do you, uh -huh. do you know what kind of communications coming down and, uh, roughly how soon we can start seeing like valid applications and the processing of the loans taking place? Uh, yes. Um, some banks, uh, in fact, I just got an email this morning, um, from one of them are ready to go on this program. Um, and, uh, one of them is Cadence. Cadence Bank, uh, formerly State Bank of uh, uh, of Georgia, um, so they have a procedure or, or process ready to go on on this uh, uh, PPP. Another bank is um, uh, Truist, you know, formerly SunTrust and BBNT, you know, that merger uh, that merged bank. Um, so they're they're ready with a process. Um, these uh, these two banks. I don't know about the others. Um, um, but, but uh, again, these, these two banks are, are, are ready to process the application. Wow. So they're ready to not only process the application, are they ready to fund as well? Or is that process not been hammered down yet? Are these guys just, because I'm under the impression there are some lenders out there that are taking applications 
but they're just asking the information they think they need, but they don't have, uh, from what I've been told, the banks are a little bit afraid to lend the money because there's, they know there's going to be some hoops to jump through to make sure that the funds are available for them because this isn't a bank backed loan. So are, are the funds available from the government yet, or are they just proactively getting applications and securing the people so when the funds are available, they can underwrite them and, and uh, dish out the funds? Well, my our assumption is at this time is that uh, with the approval of the, uh, you know, the $2 trillion uh, stimulus package, the funds are either available, available or will be made available. Um, now the the uh, uh, you know these programs are 100% um, funded through the FBA, so the banks actually have um, very low risk on these loan extensions. So they're uh, you know the banks are uh, again if they are a preferred SBA lender, uh, then you you know the chances are higher that there will be almost immediate availability of the funds. So, um, so my, my suggestion at this time is to um, connect or apply, you know, with an SBA uh, uh, lender bank. And again, the major banks are are um, <clears throat> uh, most major banks are SBA preferred lenders. You know, like again, Bank of America, uh, Truist, uh, Wells Fargo, uh, Chase, um, uh, Piedmont Bank, Cadence Bank. Uh, there, there's a good number of them that are SBA lenders. Yeah, I'm and looking the, on the, here. Like, if you just do a Google search for SBA uh, preferred lenders, uh, you mm-hmm. can find a list. Right, right. So, uh, and probably your best uh, bet is to uh, deal with a bank that you're you're already you know where you already have your deposits and where you're, you have where you have regular transactions with. Um, you know, to, to um, minimize, um, you know, some, some preliminary, um, you know, information requirements. So, yeah, this is, again, 100% uh, funded and backed by the uh, uh, by FDA. So the banks, the commercial banks are just going to do it for the loan and front-end processors, you know, for the loan. Uh, fees are also waived for um, this, uh, for this special at this special time, again, the, the whole uh, the spirit of the uh, of these programs is to keep the uh, economy afloat, you know, through uh, by, by helping you know, the small business owners. So there's a there is uh, quite a bit of relax, relaxation of uh, underwriting uh, requirements and and you know underwriting and other requirements, including the fees. So. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, go, go ahead and, and uh, you know go to your go to your favorite bank. Um, go you know uh, just just Google if they are preferred SBA lenders. Chances are they are, and then uh, they will help you uh, you know with the process. They they the banks want to do this. They they want to do this because it will uh, keep their own business afloat. So uh, so go ahead. So. Uh, I'll, I'll continue on, Ryan, and so just interrupt me if you have any more questions. Okay. Now, um, yeah, so that's that's the that's one of the four programs I'll discuss with you this morning. So that's the uh, Paycheck Protection Program. Uh, the second program, uh, 
which is married to the third program is called the uh, uh, Economic Injury and Disaster Loan Program, or what we call IDL. You know, E I D L. This is the one um, that was released maximum, like two weeks ago, right? Uh, correct. Yes. Now, um, as opposed to the Paycheck Protection Program, which is ten million dollars uh, as a as a cap, this one is two million dollars. Now, however, in terms of uh, the payment period or payment term, this is 30 years to pay the you know the EIDL, as opposed to 10 years you know um, under the Paycheck Protection Program. So, more more um, uh, you know lower monthly payments on the EIDL. Uh, maximum interest rate is 3.75 percent. Uh, this can be used for uh, fixed debts, payrolls payable and other operating expenses. Um, now, you don't go to the bank, um, to a bank uh, to apply. You go straight to the uh, SBA website. They have an online application process. And just uh, yesterday or over the weekend, they streamlined, if, if any of you have been there, um, they, they've stream SBA has streamlined the uh, application process. Very easy. I've helped a few uh, on that site yesterday and it would it took them about 15 minutes so okay so now what's nice about this program is that um uh, there's a ten thousand dollar advance you know just to um it's not really a bridge loan but it's just to help you help businesses um you know get back on the road so to speak uh, so there's a ten thousand dollars um cash advance um, and the good thing about it is that this is also forgivable, right? Um, there is uh, language in the uh, U.S. Senate uh, committee approval that uh, this will not be repaid in, under any circumstances by the business owner. So I would encourage everyone on this call today to go to the uh, uh, SBA um, website and apply uh, for this loan. Um, the EIDL. Uh, so ten thousand dollars is a forgiven, forgivable amount. Hey Benny, and that is. Uh, so yeah. I did that last night. I just want to talk a little bit about the. Um, I got an email uh, posted on our our podcast page. Um, they essentially sent out an email to everyone who had applied for the idle loan, and essentially said uh -huh. whether you're approved or not approved or declined doesn't matter. Uh, for the idle loan, uh -huh. we encourage you to yep. submit an application for this $10,000 that also can be mm -hmm. forgivable. And I think they used verbiage where it's can be forgivable. Now in the early stages, I read that this can be, it's kind of like a um, convertible loan or like a, uh, a loan that can be rolled in to the PPP and then be forgiven if it's used for the reasons that it's supposed to be used for. Um, so mm -hmm. the application process for me probably took about 10 minutes per each one. It's a yeah. one page application. Mm -hmm. Actually it's two pages. I think the first page is asking you information about your business. Um, I think the, the financial questions were uh, your last 12 months, annual revenue, cost of goods sold and um, year established your EIN number mm -hmm. and or social right. and then uh, the status, like are you LLC, S corp, et cetera. And then mm -hmm. it's all very 
easy information that you should have uh, semi available uh, as a business owner. So right. fill that out and then submit it. And then the next page, it took me to um, information about myself, which I was a little skeptical because they were asking for my social security number. Um, so mm -hmm. uh, I don't know why, I guess to verify that I'm the business owner, maybe, I don't know, um, or to, to validate who I am. They probably need a social security number, but are they pulling credit? No, they're uh, no, they're not. I, I believe that uh, that's one of the relaxations on these uh, on, this pro on these programs. So, um, well, let's see. On the idle, on the main idle uh, loan program, uh, there is verbiage on the SBA website that mentions or talks about uh, you know credit uh, standing. So, um, so that there would be, uh, I don't know if that's, that's a kind of a nominal requirement, meaning, you know, a, a uh, formal requirement. Um, but then again, this is, these are all government backed, uh, funding. So can we talk so, a little yeah, bit about the idle plan real quick? We've got, we got about 10 minutes left. Um, I want to chat about okay. the idle program. Uh, they rolled the idle yeah. program out about two weeks ago. I filled out the application for one of my businesses. I understand that if you have multiple businesses, you can apply for these things uh, for each business. It's not tied to an individual. Um, and then uh, the idle loan, however, isn't a forgivable loan. However, the terms are extremely friendly as a business owner who's looking at, you know, uh, being able to take a, a sizable loan at, uh, th three and three quarters uh, interest rate. I assume it's simple interest, no prepayment penalty, and uh, you can do whatever you want with it, consolidate debt, um, whatever, right? Or are they trying to, I've heard some rumors that they don't want you to consolidate debt. Uh, can you speak to what they want you to use the funds for and the idle loan? And how are they coming up with the amount that you can get through the idle loan? Okay. Um, the, um, uh, First, the application of the loan uh, proceeds uh, would be uh, to pay for fixed debts, uh, payroll, um, accounts uh, payable, meaning uh, the short-term debts, and other operating expenses. Uh, not to be used, uh, however, for expansion um, uh, you know, purposes, but just your regular operating expenses. So, now that the... What's good about the idle loan is that it can it can be combined with a bigger ten million dollar loan, the PPP, you know, the uh, payment uh, payroll protection program. So if the amount is not sufficient, um, the idle amount is not sufficient, it can be rolled into the uh, PPP. Now, um, so so those are the applications. Now the uh, now your uh, your other question, Ryan, was. Uh, was what the requirement? Yeah. So, or, uh, or the basis, the basis for uh, for the computation of the loan amount, right? Right. Uh, you know, the okay. Uh, there's no uh, clear explanation about that, but what we were told by SBA is that they will um, they will look at your uh, at the uh, financials because you were your uh, you know you 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 will submit your P and L and balance sheet uh, to SBA. And based on that, they will determine uh, the, um, the amount that, that's, uh, that, they, that they can approve. But the suggestion is 
uh, overstate that amount. Um, even if you get uh, approved for a bigger amount that you put on the application, uh, you don't have to accept if you don't want, if you don't need it, you don't have to accept the entire loan proceeds. So your your final loan will be, will be based on what uh, on the amount that you actually uh, ought to receive from the program. Have you so heard of anybody getting be, approved on that yet? No, uh, not not yet. Um, however, uh, when it is as of yesterday, there were a few um, applicants who got who, who received um, uh, feedback from SBA saying that their their loans. Uh, have been received and are being processed. So, um, no, we we haven't gotten news about anyone who's actually gotten approved and, and received the funds. Okay. Now, so, be, yeah, before we, we run out of time, um, I, I wanted to uh, talk about the third program that marries up to the IDLE program, and that is the Express Bridge Loan. That's a $25,000 immediate release. So, on top of the $10,000 uh, cash advance, uh, there's a $25,000 bridge loan um, that will be released uh, you know, to, business, to the applicant uh, while the idle loan is in process. So, um, so, so you, you, you know, business owners can receive that $25,000 to get going plus the $10,000 cash advance. Um, and then ultimately when the uh, idle loan is is approved, then the $25,000 cash, uh, rather, bridge loan is uh, folded or combined into the main uh, idle uh, loan. Okay, so that's there's not much to explain there um, except for what I just said. Now, the fourth program is the uh, what's called as the SBA Debt Relief Program. So these are for business owners who have an existing um, uh, SBA. 7A loan, you know, what's called a 7A loan. So um, when if, if you do have uh, that kind of, uh, that type of loan with the SBA, SBA will pay six months of principal and interest um, on that loan. So that's to relieve the business owner of those six months worth of payments. So uh, so that's it. That's, that's the long and short of it on the four programs. Um, so... Uh, you know, he, now I, I didn't mention that for, for some of you uh, who may have some, you know, nonprofit, um, uh, you know, friends with nonprofit organizations, or you yourselves have nonprofits. The um, uh, the uh, pay, paycheck uh, protection program also accommodates uh, nonprofits, and the the loan, um, uh, rather, the interest rate is is even lower at 2.75%. Oh, wow. So, so they get a 1% one, 1% off of uh, what they're off offering. Of the uh, regular commercial. Nice. Yeah. Good for them. Are that for churches as well? Or are they to exclude churches for that? Uh, I'm sorry? Did they exclude churches? Like uh, places uh, of worship? Yeah. Churches and charitable institutions. Uh, gambling, you know, uh, concerns and uh, you know, agricultural business. I think the agricultural businesses have their own program. So, yeah, religious and charity are not included there. Okay. 
Uh, well, listen, man, thank you so much. Uh, a lot of good information. I think you answered a lot of the questions. We've got a couple other interviews that we're doing. Uh, so let me just recap to make sure that I understand it correctly because uh, you put out a lot of information in a short amount of time. There's four programs. Yep. We've got the $10,000 mm -hmm. program that you can sign up for right now on the SBA website. And that's designed yep. to be completely forgivable, correct? Correct. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that's irregardless of how you use it, or do you have to use it a specific way? Uh, that, that's uh, regardless of how you use it. Okay. And, and it's also regardless of whether you get approved uh, for an idle loan or not. Okay. So it, it, it's just a shot in the arm. Good to know. And then the idle loan, which was approved two, two, uh, two weeks ago, and uh, that one yeah. was the one that everybody jumped on, killed the SBA website, and uh, hasn't heard anything back yet. So, And if you call up there, uh, they're doing their best, but you can tell they're a little bit stretched uh, with the amount of people mm -hmm. that they have calling in and the applicants. Uh, but that uh, right. that's, that's the one where yeah, – Go ahead. That's the one where you have a lot more flexibility of how you use it, but it's not forgivable, and it's a thirty-year paydown or thirty-year uh, term uh, payback, and it's a yeah. uh, three seven five interest rate, uh, simple interest, no prepayment penalty, uh, and there's there's really no uh, information out there to our knowledge as to how they come up with the amount they approve you for, and or exactly what they're mm -hmm. looking for um, for approvals on that as well. Is that correct? That is correct. Yes. Um, but the advice there is to apply for an amount uh, larger than what 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 you might you know what you might calculate yourself. So uh, better to overstate the uh, loan application than to understate it. Okay, and then the third program mm -hmm. we have the uh, twenty five thousand dollar bridge loan, and uh, the mm -hmm. bridge loan is uh, designed to help you get through the process. I assume the application process, the approval process. Uh, and that's tied to which one, the PPP or the idle loan? Uh, idle. Okay. So if you're going through the idle process, you can apply for the 25000 Is that something that they're going to reach out to us about through SBA uh, while they're going through the approval process? Or is that something that we can fill out an application on the SBA website? Uh, you need to uh, file an application Okay. for, for that. Okay. All right. So would that be under, I looked on the website, there is a bridge loan, uh, SBA express bridge loans. Would you go there for that? Uh, yeah. Well, uh, let, let me, uh, says the, um, you know, be, before, yeah, before I answered that, Ryan, let, I, I forgot one, one, uh, detail. Yes, sir. Uh, the, uh, triple P program, the payroll protection program, mm -hmm. uh, there is, a possibility that the entire amount will be forgiven, and that's on the SBA website. So, don't know the um, uh, parameters uh, for that, uh, uh, you know, for that benefit uh, or, or, or you know condition, but they they have said that it can be for, the whole amount can be forgiven. Oh, nice. Okay, awesome. Mm -hmm. So much information. Uh, but it's good to finally talk to somebody who knows what they're talking about. I really appreciate you spending your time with us today. And um, I might sure. be in touch via email or phone call to uh, ask you some additional questions afterwards for our audience if they have some questions once sure. we're done for today. Okay, great. And, and we can do a Zoom session next time. I'll, I'll post that so we can uh, I can share some documents with you if needed. Awesome. 
that would be great. Thank you, Benny. You're welcome, Ryan. Take uh, care. Goodbye, everyone. All right, bye. Okay. So good. I mean, it's good to finally talk to people who know what they're talking about. All right, uh, this next guy that we got is actually with an SBA lender. Bear with me. I got to call into his office and dial an extension, I believe. Good morning, Fountainhead Commercial Capital. This is Casey. Hey, Casey, extension 113 for Michael, please. He's waiting for me. I'm on a podcast live. Okay, 113. Give me one sec. Thanks. Michael. Hey, Michael, this is Ryan uh, with Torsion Talk Podcast. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. Thank you so much. Uh, we are live, by the way. Uh, we had, we've had we been running since a little before 11 o'clock, and uh, we had an interview before you uh, who, who kind of did a broad overview of the uh, four programs, uh, the IDLE, the PPP, um, the $10,000, um, I guess, help you out loan, uh, grant ish, uh, and the $25,000 bridge loan. Uh, what I'd like to do on this call with you, it seems as though you guys have a lot of information and I would like to dig deep into some of the specifics. Uh, if we can do that, particularly with the idol and the PPP. Um, as much as we, we can, I mean, uh, just keep in mind that, of course, we're like everybody, we are waiting for the final SBA guidelines and regulations, which uh, we hope to get any time. Um, and we have been talking with um, people in the government. However, until those are actually black and white in writing, um, there is just make sure it's an asterisk to what, uh, you know, what will be. Of course. A hundred percent. So if there's something that you're unsure about, just make sure you explain it. Uh, but we've got Michael on with Fountainhead Commercial Capital, and you guys are based out of where? Uh, we're based out of uh, Lake Mary, Florida. I'm actually in Denver. We have uh, uh, people actually in every time zone. Okay. And you are the COO, right? Correct. And how I found you guys was, uh, I think, your president, uh, CEO, I don't know exactly what you guys call him, is uh, Chris Hearn. And because I'm a podcaster, I searched podcasts for uh, disaster relief and SBA loans and ran across his podcast. And he was very wise about getting a quick podcast out uh, discussing what he knew at that point and, um, and, and explained that he was going to follow up. So uh, he sucked me in that way and, and gave a lot of good information on there. So I'd like to ask you a few questions, uh, if you don't mind, and uh, see if sure. we can get a little bit of clarity. So two weeks ago, they rolled out the idle loan, um, and there hasn't been a lot of movement on the idle loan through SBA. Uh, do you know if it's just a matter of the sheer amount of people that have applied for it? Sounds like they had some technical issues on their end. Uh, is there any background or any information that you can give regarding the time frame that it's taking? We were told two to three weeks in the beginning. Uh, are we still on that time frame? Is it extended? Where are we at with that? Uh, very good question. Um, there are, I, I've heard there are now over 1 million applicants for wow. the um, disaster relief loan 
Um, and while the, the SBA does uh, a lot of things great, they don't really do a lot of direct loans, and these are all direct loans. So they so weren't they structured very, for that. Yeah, they're exactly. They're they're designed to um, uh, work with lenders for guaranteed loans through the seventy program, through the Bible four program, um, and the CDC there. And previously, the disaster other than two thousand eight, normally the disaster relief loans are for when a hurricane hits or a tornado hits. So it's for a small area, and it's for a short period of time. That's what they're designed for. This obviously is completely different. All right. So, uh, so unfortunately, and, and it's not a ding to the SBA at all. Of course, uh, they, the, the they got thrown in the fire a little what bit. What they're trying to do, absolutely. Unfortunately, the I just think that the sheer volume is is what's triggering the issue, as you said. And as their website was down for a few days, I think seriously, it's just because there was so much. So that's what I mean. Okay, and then uh, the PPP or the Payroll Protection Program. Uh, there still seems to be some vague answers regarding that, even though the documents have been public online. Um, I've talked to my local bank here, Wells Fargo. They don't know a lot, uh, on the, the location, like the, the local brick and mortar location, uh, about what the plan is for the PPP. Uh, I talked to smaller banks. Uh, I haven't, I've spoke to you guys once or twice. Your underwriters seem to be very knowledgeable and have good information. Um, however, there seems to be still uh, some unanswered questions regarding how you guys, uh, the guidelines that you have to stay within to make sure that the money that you're lending is going to be backed for sure um, by the government or the SBA. Can you talk a little bit about that and where you guys are at in the process and what communication has been happening with the government and you guys and SBA and you guys? That's a very broad question. Um, let me see how I can answer that for you. Um, we have been in discussions with um, members of the government and working with them, trying to um, honestly point out the major issues. One thing that virtually every lender is going to have concern about is once these loans are made, what, what happens? Because they're designed to have no principal or interest payments for six months, which is great for the borrower, um, and that could potentially be forgiven. And honestly, if every borrower does it correctly, they really should end up being forgiven, as long as they're following the you know, the, the law as it's written. Um, however, on a, so on a lending standpoint, okay, you have a loan that is not getting any principal or interest payment, might go away over a period of time. It's not clear, it's not precise, so trying to understand how this is going to be funded. And so, um, you know, unless Bank of America or Wells, you know, having a lot of money going out the door with no, nothing coming back in for what might be six, nine months, puts a strain on every lender because that's cash that's gone that isn't available for anything else, including their own payroll and overhead. So that's a level of, trying to determine, uh, get that clarity. And that is hopefully part of uh, a big part of what will be coming out of the regulations because in terms of the submission side, it should be fairly streamlined. You know, a normal SBA loan, you're looking at historical tax returns of the business, of the principals, 
um, where they are in the industry, what their objectives. You know, you're you're making a determination regarding what the cash flow ability is, what the collateral is. None of that applies in this case because these businesses are shut down for the most part. Um, and the goal of this loan program is to help provide payroll support. So let me ask you a couple questions regarding uh, if you so. We've already applied for the idol as soon as it came out. Um, we were told that if we get approved, we can make a decision on whether or not we want to accept that. I've heard that you can roll that into the PPP if you wanted to. Uh, can you give me some clarity regarding if you're, I mean, what do you do? I mean, business owners everywhere are like, I don't even know what to apply for. If I apply here, will it screw me there? If I apply there, will it screw me here? Uh, what do I have the best chance of getting the most amount of money for the lowest interest rate uh, to help me get through this time? So can you provide a little bit of clarity toward that? Sure. Again, as, as much as I know based on the, the law and the, you know, in terms of what we're interpreting right now. So again, asterisk. However, having said that, the two programs are, of course, the disaster relief, the $2 million, and I know there's the, the little small 10,000 uh, that I'm not, that's honestly, that's probably not going to move the needle for a lot of people, to be right. honest. Um, 10,000 is going to come and go pretty quickly for a lot of small business owners, um, especially because we don't know how long this current crisis is going to last. So going back there, the two, up to $2 million disaster relief fund. That is from what the head of the disaster group said is there are two phases. You apply online, it can be up to $500,000 um, calculated by taking basically the gross margin from last year divided by two. That's the amount. If you want more than that, then you need to go into what they what call phase two and provide more documentation and, and it's more of a, a longer process. I don't know how long, I wish I could tell your, your listeners um, because, you know, look, I've been doing this for 24 years. I'm a huge proponent of small businesses. Um, I, I think they are the absolute, not only the backbone of the country, but, you know, I, I'd love to support them. So I wish I would have I had more detailed information, but I'm telling you what, what I currently know. Okay. The payroll protection program, that is based on payroll. It's based on basically taking your average monthly payroll over the past 12 months and then take that monthly amount. And when I say payroll, it's not just your wages. It's uh, wages, it's cash tips, it's what you've paid towards health premiums, state and local taxes, all of those items. Multiply that by 2.5. That's what the amount's going to be. Okay. And could so you request more, goes, or that's the cap? That is the cap on okay. that one. So like everything in life, right, there's good and bad. So yep. the disaster relief, it's a 30-year loan, 3.75% interest on a for-profit business, 2.75 for a nonprofit. You, um, they do look at real estate collateral if it's available. And I, I don't know. I assume because it wasn't a collateral, I'm sure there's also an element with being a, a, guarantee, a personal guarantee. Because normally, until this program, every SBA loan had a personal guarantee with it. Um, but that, please, I, I don't know 100%. So, at the very least, if there is real estate collateral, they can look at it. Under the Payroll Protection Program, 
it's a shorter term, it's a 10 year term, 4% max rate, no collateral, no guarantee. And this is the program that, so long as you use the funds over an eight week period up till June 30th, for payroll, as well as you can use it for rent, utilities, and interest on existing debt, as long as you use all the money for those items, it'll be, it should be forgiven because that's how the law takes. And I've heard a and rumor. Again, we'll, we'll get, yeah, I've heard a rumor yeah. that the that's not going to be enough and that they're already discussing kind of a plan B uh, once that money runs out, a kind of second phase of the PPP. Is that a legitimate rumor or is that just something yeah. somebody made up? Yeah, it's, it's a rumor as well as we think as well that, I mean, look, Virginia just stated that they're going to be basically shelter in place through, through June. Um, so now we're, we are talking, you know, basically two full months right there. Yeah. Um, I, I really hope by the end of June that the number of new cases is dropping precipitously, that uh, we turn the corner. There's, there's no guarantee yet. And I'm not trying to say doom and gloom. All I'm simply saying is trying to figure out what is enough time for two healthy businesses because this is so important. So I expect and hope um, that the rumors are true because I think that it, um, the goal is to help businesses and to help their employees so that when this crisis has passed, we can all kind of start living our lives again. Yeah. There will be some businesses that unfortunately will just simply not be able to, to make it through this, which is extremely unfortunate. Um, however, if this is done right, a very large portion should be able to hopefully make it through. Yeah, I agree. And so and just to be clear, the if you applied for the EIDL loan and you get approved and you're already in the process of the PPP or you've, like you guys, very smart, by the way, you guys are brilliant. You've opened up a uh, application process on your website. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, yeah. so um, fountainheadcc.com. Um, absolutely, too. To go there, and I, I do encourage your bar, your listeners to uh, apply. Um, w- one thing there is one of the things that says in the law is that a bar will need to certify that they uh, have not applied for another loan. However, one you know if hey, they they go with us and they they prove that we that, okay here's the loan amount that um, you guys do qualify for. I believe that it will be able to then withdraw the request through the disaster loan program. But again, that's going to be one of those. We're going to need some guidelines to get clarity um, to make sure that they're just because if a borrower apply for a disaster relief loan, that, that if they can withdraw it, then, then that will allow them to do the PPP loan. But again, that's going to be one of those. We'll know more uh, as soon as we get the regulations from the SBA. Yeah, there's a webinar that I was on. Um, there was a, a I, I, I got to imagine there's not a lot of women named Kevin, but uh, she was part of the, uh, de- she's a Democrat. She was in Congress um, or a part of Congress in some association. Uh, she seemed to have a ton of answers. She talked so fast, I couldn't even take notes fast enough. And I'm trying to get a copy of that webinar 
but she she specifically said they do not want people double dipping. Um, I do think that it's going to be very hard for the government and SBA uh, to keep that from happening. Uh, just my opinion, because of the kind of overwhelming amount of people that are, uh, you know, applying. If you got a million applicants for the idle loan, and then you have a whole nother party of banks and lenders who are doing the the uh, PPP loans. I, I mean, just to put in a process uh, to make sure that people aren't double dipping is going to be very difficult. But uh, I was told that uh, in some cases, if for whatever reason they were able to get approved um, for the idle loan and the PPP loan comes out later, um, they, they, there is some discussion about them being able to roll the idle loan over to the PPP loan um, and somehow get forgiveness. Have you heard anything about that? So part of the, the law um, does allow that if a borrower obtains a disaster loan between January 31st of this year and the date that the law was signed, March 27th, that that loan could be rolled into the Paycheck Protection Plan loan. Now, would any of that amount allow to be forgiven if some of the proceeds were used towards rent and, and payroll? It appears that it will. But nothing's but guaranteed I, again, right now. Be, you know, that's one of those guidelines, SBA guidelines will, you know, should address that. It would appear that it would seem to make sense because otherwise why roll it in and instead of a, you know, a 30 year loan, you're doing a 10 year loan. But if instead you can get a good chunk of it forgiven, then that goes back to the, the reason why they even created the, the Paycheck Protection Plan to begin with is to help cover those items. Right. So what would you tell us small business owners? I got a bunch of them listening in. What, I mean, is it just a matter of getting to know each loan? Uh, definitely going after the 10, maybe definitely going after the 25. Cause that sounds like free money. Am I, am I, am I misunderstanding the 10 and the 25? Is that free money? Um, 25. You, you mean the, the 10 year, the bridge loan? loan versus. So, oh, the, the, Oh, the $25,000 bridge loan. Um, you know, that's, that's a really, you know, what you said is correct in terms of really the borrowers to figure out what is best for them. Uh, and the bridge loan, honestly, falls into a small amount. You know, that, that is an option that they could pursue. We, we aren't doing those, to be honest. Um, we're focusing on the, the PVP loans because we think that's going to better help the, the business long term. Um, I think really what the borrower, what your listeners need to determine is what makes more sense in terms of if they, especially if they have a, a larger staff, then the Paycheck Protection Program, if at all possible, to utilize that makes more sense. It's helping employ your employees. It's helping set them up so that they can stay on payroll, hopefully keep the business open, and you know, possibly if done right, should be all forgiven. Okay. Now, but if instead they have very few employees, then the um, disaster loan would probably work out 
better for them, but they just need to kind of do a back of the envelope little calculation, which makes more sense for them. Okay. I think there's just a lot of confusion um, because there's not a lot of details public on what route to go. Um, you know, mm-hmm. we've applied for both, uh, but we've heard very little back from SBA. Uh, but we applied for the SBA the first day it was available prior to the PPP being an option. Uh, we're undecided internally on which option would be best. In my opinion, as a business person, um, you know, I love the idea of the amount being forgiven. Uh, for us, m- one of my companies, I have three businesses, but one of them, I mean, we're, we're looking at uh, over $100,000 uh, in forgivable um, loans just for the payroll. And yeah. um, that could make a huge difference. Uh, you're talking about two, two and a half months of, of payroll being taken care of where, you know, you can strictly focus on driving revenue, paying for your cost of goods sold and your, your utilities. Um, and, and, and I feel like that's a huge win if this thing starts to turn for the good over the next 15 to 30 days. If this drags out a little bit further, we're definitely in a different situation and we're right back to square one where we're probably going to need help again. February for my company was a disaster. Um, we didn't see it coming. We February is the month that we had planned to ramp up and push hard. So when we hit March, we were going to hit the ground running. So we, we actually invested a lot of our money uh, into uh, new vehicles. We were hiring. Um, and March is the, usually the beginning of our busy season and um, kind of fell on our face there in February. March has been really good to us. Um, we've changed our strategies. We've uh, adapted. But um, for for us, and, and I think for many of the business owners on our podcast, we're trying to figure out which option is best. And I think the the major thing that everyone's trying to figure out is, is well, the idle loan, how much are they willing to give out? And nobody knows. So if they're willing to give out 100, 200, 300 grand, well, for me, if it's 100 grand and I can have it forgivable, I think it's a no-brainer, right? The PPP is the best option. If it's 200, right. 250, 300 grand uh, for my business, I really have to consider the fact that uh, that, that might be uh, maybe a better option because uh, I can cover a lot more with that. And uh, Kevin uh, from Congress on the podcast or the webinar that I was on, uh, I heard this from from her and then even President Trump said um, they would like to see us come out of this better than what we went in it with. Um, And so uh, she she made a point to point out that, uh, look, encourage people to sign up, um, encourage people to fill out the applications. and there's, uh, I know just in some conversations I've had with other guys in the, in the industry here, uh, for, uh, home services, there's some skepticism as to what, what people are giving up to, in order to get these, uh, these loans. Um, is there anything that we need to be worried about, um, fine print that, that you're aware of right now, uh, that business owners need to be aware of before they jump into this? Um, well, it is the, that part's a little tough because we don't have the guidelines, which is, of course, where the fine print comes in. However, for the Paycheck Protection Program, at least the, the law, the way that it's written, it does really appear that 
the goal is to have these loans forgiven, which really is going to be where the best benefit. Um, and I just want to make sure, um, in terms of the amount that would be forgiven, cost of goods is not included. Um, it's payroll, payroll costs, rent, utilities, and the interest on existing debt. Right. That's what goes into the calculations. I just wanted to clarify that. Yeah, that's for the PPP. But for the the idle loan, you could use it for whatever you wanted to, right? I mean, so if that's uh, cost of goods sold or whatever, I mean, if you wanted to consolidate debt, you could do it. They don't really care. It's a loan. You got to pay it back. As far as I'm aware, correct. They they do not have any limitations on what those funds uh, have to be used for. It's instead just gives you the money to just uh, you choose as the business owner. Um, and w- even with the Paycheck Protection Program, if a business owner uses uh, the money for funds other than the four categories, well, then that what that means is then that part is not forgiven. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's, it's going to come down to each individual owner what does work best. Um, I do hope that the majority use the Paycheck Protection Plan because of that forgiveness factor and the fact that um, we'll be able to be a lot quicker than the SBA. So that means they get their funds quicker, and then that way they can pay their payroll and, and rent and whatever it is that they need in order to cover um, to help the business at this time. Okay. So talk to me a little bit about Fountainhead before we get off. We got five minutes. Uh, my audience is asking questions. I just shared the link in the, uh, the podcast. What um, – Tell me a little bit about Fountainhead, what you guys do, what you specialize in, and how you guys have kind of positioned yourself as the kind of SBA experts uh, through podcasting, things like that. What makes you guys special? What's different? Absolutely. Um, Well, first, we're one of uh, only 12 non-bank SBA lenders. This is all we do. We don't worry about uh, asking for borrowers, deposit accounts, or selling you, you know, getting you signed up for a credit card or anything else. This is all we do our SBA loans. We are all experts at this. Um, my my team, we have, I lost count of the number of combined years of experience that we have. I have an extremely experienced team. Uh, we are also connected with the government. Um, so we you know, are able to influence to a degree decisions and, um, and helping with this bill and that kind of stuff in terms of the, the guidelines. Um, However, in terms of what really sets us apart is not only that our focus in SBA, but we're entrepreneurs as well. We try to be as quick as we can with this. Um, once we, the, the goal is when one of our, our people, okay, here, here's a loan that's assigned to them, that the goal is within 24, 36 hours, we're scheduling the closing for the loan. It's, we're trying to make this as quick as automated as possible in order to um, get these loans through the system because twofold. One, these, these owners need these loans. It's not like uh, a regular semi loan where, hey, they would like to open another location or, hey, they would like to buy the building they're in. Those are ones. These are needs. These owners need these loans. We're aware of that. And we are position ourselves to be able to handle and process as many of these requests as we can because we are trying to help these small business owners. Okay. We're one of them. 
And the, um, and the, the other, loan that you guys are offering is the PPP, right? Correct. Yes. These are the, these are the PPP loans is what we're offering. Okay. And so, with our website, sorry, go on. No, I was just, go ahead. Finish what you were going to say. I was just going to say at our website, we have a, a lot of information. Uh, the latest information that we have regarding the program and the parameters and um, what is needed. Um, again, once the guidelines come in, things might change uh, a little bit. Um, in fact, uh, we think that there might be uh, one or two of the forms that we're currently asking for that we won't end up needing, but we'd rather have it and then just delete it versus, oh, no, we've been at, oh, boy, now we could go back to using borrowers and ask for additional it might happen, but we yeah, yeah. the guidelines. But we're really hoping that we've asked for more than what would actually be needed in anticipation of those guidelines. And so, people who are applying now are getting in line, uh, kind of early access. I guess uh, you guys are being proactive about taking the applications, getting the information, mm -hmm. so you can expedite the process. When I land on your mm -hmm. website, uh, what do I go to apply now? I've done this already, yep. but it's been a second. Um, yeah. SBA yeah, under, coronavirus uh, relief, relief loan. loan. Yep. So if yep. you go under, there yep. next and then scroll down, boom, all the way down toward the bottom, you got the application. Uh, it's a secure website. Uh, connection is secure, so I can validate that. And uh, if you guys fill this out, they'll get it. I, um, I spoke to two different um, people there just trying to get information that seem to be underwriters. Both were very helpful, helpful and friendly, and they didn't know what I was doing. Um, so uh, I, I, I don't know Fountainhead personally, other than just what I've learned in the last few days. You guys had a webinar today at eleven o'clock, uh, where you guys are educating people, and uh, Chris seems to be very good at that and staying ahead of the game. So uh, thank you, you guys for joining the podcast. Uh, is there anything you'd like to add? Um, uh, biggest thing, as I said, is, you know, first, we're, the, the guidelines might change just slightly. However, we, we think we have um, the vast majority of what the program is going to require and what will be needed. Um, the second thing, really, go to our website, please. Even if you don't apply, it does have a lot of information for you. Um, so hopefully, hopefully it will answer a lot of your listeners' questions that we may not have, may not have covered today. Um, but then, you know, if you are so inclined, please do um, apply with us. We're, we're here to help you guys. Okay. Awesome. Michael, thank you so much. Uh, again, Michael, COO of Fountainhead Commercial Capital, uh, joining us today and answered a ton of questions and gave us some clarity about what they're doing in the application process. Thank you so much, Michael. And um, I hope to do business with you guys soon. Uh, I've got my uh, I've got my application in for one of my three businesses, so uh, we'll be we'll be in touch. Great, thanks, Ryan. Take Appreciate care. It. Bye. You too. So, I mean, I think we're starting to build the story here uh, and making making things make sense. Um, I think we just need to be a little bit more patient right now uh, with what we're doing because we have uh, a lot of information that's still not out yet. Uh, I know it's hard to be patient right now. If you need funds and you know they're available, um, strongly suggest going on the SBA website and applying for the uh, $10,000 that they've got. That might help you out. 
And then I've noticed in some of the comments, Adrian, that we're having some internet issues. Is that right? So, okay. So we're going to get everything posted as quickly as possible. Uh, how bad is it? Are people able to watch it or is it? Okay. All right. That's cool. Um, this next person that I'm going to call, uh, <laughs> he, uh, he was like a brother to me growing up. Um, he's probably got more dirt on me than anybody that I know, but he, uh, I'm going to let him introduce himself. Uh, we're going to bring on Jason Sullins. Somer is a European based garage door opener manufacturer who has recently opened Somer USA out of Charlotte, North Carolina. Serving more than 90 countries worldwide, with our 40 years of experience, Somer produces one of the highest quality openers on the market. Combining German engineering and manufacturing, Somer uses direct drive technology to make their openers and opener accessories durable, long-lasting, quiet, and with the maximum lifting force. Further, Somer has earned both IDA and DASMA certifications by maintaining the quality and innovation standards set in place by national and international garage door associations. Maintaining these standards has allowed Somer to create the most versatile operator on the market, featuring unique optimization and diagnostic tools to make their operator perfect for every job and every customer. For more information on Somer operators, visit somer-usa.com. That's S-O-M-M-E-R-USA.com or contact their Charlotte office at 877 877- 766-6607. One of the hottest topics with garage door companies in 2020 is what's the best dispatch software. I run my business with Service Titan. I wouldn't have it any other way. Service Titan is the premium software that allows you to run every aspect of your business quickly and smoothly. It's not just a dispatch software. I use them for credit card processing, marketing automation, business intelligence, follow-up, and even maintenance agreements. My staff likes it because they can build quotes quickly and easily, and the price is already there. I like it because I get a ton of five-star reviews from customers who love the automated communication. We've seen a huge increase in our revenue per job by offering set pricing and multiple quotes. If you're interested in scheduling a demo with Service Titan, go to servicetitan.com forward slash torsion talk or call 888-809-7457. All right. Hello. What's up, Jason? What's going on? How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing well, man. We're live. And before I get into anything with you, uh, I want to give some rules. Okay. No stories at all. None. Zero. You still with me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No stories about me. Um, oh, you ain't got to worry about that. <laughs> so I just want to yeah. make sure Jason has no, more dirt no, on no. me than I'd like. So Yeah, they were, they were professional. Yeah, yeah. All right. So um, we can maybe have a different podcast for that another day. Uh, but today we're talking about the um, SBA loans. Uh, Jason, tell us a little bit about what you do. Um, well, actually, I'm uh, with DT Pack. Um, we work up. Um, I'm actually at Dave. Um, I'm a counselor, a procurement acquisition counselor. 
And what we do is we provide marketing procurement uh, technical assistance to Georgia businesses, both uh, large and small, basically operating in government procurement markets uh, at the federal, state, and local levels. Uh, so we're trying to help businesses grow, um, put them in touch with the right people, and basically just grow the economy and all the companies across Georgia in general. Awesome. Who couldn't use some growth in their business right now for sure, right? Correct. Correct. So what is the temperature that you're getting from these business owners right now? I mean, I know for myself, uh, I'm, I'm, I want to grow during this time. I'm not trying to be greedy, but at the same time, I mean, I had plans. We have goals. We have projections. We have expenses. Um, so I'm still trying to grow right now, even though that's not actually happening. Um, right. However, what are you guys advising people right now to do um, during this time? Well, the thing, the thing about it is, is uh, of course, you know, like our, our numbers of clients and everything are growing daily and stuff like that, too. Um, I know uh, with your first nurse from FBDC, um, we actually worked hand-in-hand uh, hand with the FBDC, GCPAC, and FBDC. Um, worked hand-in-hand hand trying to grow these businesses and help during the time. Now, um, the thing about it is um, this is something that, you know, we don't know when this is going to end. We don't know, you know, if, if, if it's going to change, you know, quick. So now it's kind of more so about kind of sustainability. Um, how, how long can we actually keep, keep our businesses going? We want to try to grow in the same point in time, but at the same time, we got to find out, you know, where we can actually, um, basically where our money's at and how we can have, uh, capital coming in. Um, and, the, and, and that's, that's the only sad thing about this right now, because we don't have a, a foreseeable close date of when this, this disaster release and all this other stuff is going to end. And when we're all going to be bouncing back, because I mean, even once this starts going back to normal, if it even goes back to normal, it's one of those things that it's going to be that it's going to take time to get everybody on board and then everybody out, you know, spending money back with these small businesses and everything. Um, and, and actually, I think that SBA is doing a, a really good job at trying to find ways to, um, to fund and, and, and pay these small businesses to keep them afloat and to keep their, their employees on and stuff like that. So are you guys, I mean, I know, I know there's probably not like a really good answer to this. I know my answer, but, um, would you suggest businesses cut back in marketing right now? Um, well, the thing about it is like, I mean, there's a big push for everything and stuff like that. Uh, right now for anything is, you know, any of the like medical fields, anything to do with medical fields and everything else like that. Um, now I would say like right now, marketing wouldn't be a tremendous aspect of your actual, um, I would say of your portfolio. And I say that because like at the same point in time, like we're being restricted of what we can do, where we can go and, and, and stuff like that. So, I mean, if you have a, a set ways, like a lot of these restaurants and places like that, they started doing good marketing when they're like, Hey, you know what? We can't have people come into the restaurant. How are we going to do takeout? And then I saw some restaurants saying, hey, you know what, we'll, we'll sell you, you know, two steaks and fries and everything, and you can send them home and you can cook them for your family. So they're still finding ways to make these. So it's kind of, you know, you have to be um, inventing new ways and thinking of new ways to actually expand what you have as a business. And some of that marketing, if you have new ways and stuff like that, and that's one thing. But going out and kind of marketing the same way that you used to market, 
to the certain things, I think that that would kind of be you'd kind of be wasting some money on it at this point in time yeah. because I don't I don't think anybody's thinking about that because now that we're being you know there's more and more places going to shelter in place there's more and more places that are being locked down um, you know and then if you're an essential you know they're they're making it to where you can go to essential for groceries you know the pharmacies and stuff like that so I mean, for all these other companies. That, does, that do not have that. And now you're basically, you're running your companies from your home, Yeah, you know? Um, so, I mean, that's, that's going to be one thing. So, I mean, I, I would definitely say that would be something to look back and cut back a little bit on your market. So with the, uh, the government contracts, are those all just on freeze right now? No, um, they're still, they're still moving um, forward with different things. I mean, of course, you know, they have to, to look at, at the safety and everything that's going on, uh, the location, uh, what they're doing, uh, stuff like that. But then, I mean, you still have procurement officials that are moving forward, like contract officers and stuff like that, that are moving forward with contracts. Uh, they're still, you know, going out and doing that. And see, and that's one thing, like um, if, if people are ever interested or any of these other small businesses that you have that you deal with, if any of these companies and everything are, are ever interested in trying to get in government contracting or if they're looking at, you know, trying to get contracts with state and local according to what they offer, um, by all means, they can go to the uh, gtpac.org website. Um, they can look up under the team directory um, and find my name and my email and, and contact me. And then I can get on linked up with the services that we offer. And so basically we teach free classes. We counsel free classes. Um, everything that we do for our clients is free. So, you know, what's great is free stuff right now, you know? So it's uh, one of those things we do offer free counseling sessions and stuff like that for clients. Um, and signing up as a client is free as well. So you're not really losing anything. So you can contact us and any, any, of, the, any of your listeners can contact us and sit down and um, we can give them a, a free assessment and all this other stuff and talk through a lot of this stuff. Awesome. And you sat on the other side of the desk um, not too long ago, right? I mean, you. Yeah. So tell us a little I've, bit about um, that. Yeah, I retired. I retired from the Army last March. I was a contract uh, officer while I was in the military in the Army. Um, I, I did that. I retired after 21 years. Uh, so I did that on the other side. So I did get to actually see a perspective of, hey, I'm a contract officer. Um, I'm doing procurement and acquisition from from the the big army, you know, from from the, the big guy from that side. And then so now basically, actually, all the all the classes and everything that I teach out at UGA, um, I teach that based upon that perspective. So that way I can give people, hey, this is the no nonsense. This is actually how it looks like from sitting on the other side of the desk. And now I'm on this side of the desk, so basically I'm using that experience so I can try to help people get into that and to get jobs with the government or with state local agencies. So right now in a time where, let's say, businesses are trying to find other revenue lines, um, would this be a good time to reach out to you and say, hey, uh, like my company, for example, right? Um, how could I utilize yeah. you as a source to get me um, both city, county, um, state contracts where we're m like doing maintenance on their garage doors or their shutters or their um, their gates, right. um, things like that. Yeah. 
so what we would do is actually we'd, we'd sit down with you um, and we do a, um, I actually teach an introduction class um, usually once a month and once every other month. Now that we're going, we do have uh, these classes that are listed and they are on, online on our website. You can do on-demand classes and you can, you know, there's a lot of good information on there. And then um, what we would do is like we'd, we'd take you down, we'd sit down and go through the process of, hey, this is, these are the websites that you need to be registered on. This is all the stuff that you need to do just so, you know, that you're reported. Everything's reported. It's kind of like setting up your DUNS number. Um, then we would start looking up, like, um, different codes that you would need uh, to classify your business that we classified that the – actually, that the government uses uh, to classify your business, like your NAIC code, your TSC, FSC code. And then the NGIP code is a code that the state government uses. And so what we do is we collect all these codes and everything that, that is specific for your garage door business, um, your overhead door business and stuff like that. And then um, we would get with you. We would write you, like get you um, information on how to write a capability statement, all this other information. So that way that's just a basically a company resume on one page. Um, and then after that, we do have a program within GTPAC. Um, once you're a client, we input all this information in our in our database, and we have a system that's called um, uh, BidMatch. And what that system does is it, it searches all those codes that we put in it, listed under your company, and then you would get an email every time there's a solicitation or a job opening for overhead doors or anything that we put in for that code you would automatically get notified saying, hey, you know what, there's a job opportunity here for you. Um, here's who to contact, here's who, whatever. And, you know, that's just one of the free services that we offer to all of our clients. Um, we have had a very high success rate with that. Um, you so, guys I mean, work outside of Georgia or is it just in Georgia? Well, for us, we are the GTPAC, so we're the Georgia PTAC. Uh, there's PTAC all across the United States. So if you look up um, APTAC, a-T-T-A-C, and if you go to APTAC, and I want to say it's uh, .org as well, um, you can go to the APTAC webpage and select the state you're in, and then it will automatically give you all the locations and all the offices of all the PTACs in that state. Perfect. So for us, we're, we're spread out across Georgia. Um, our main office is down at Georgia Tech, of course, down, down in Atlanta. We do have counselors in Carrollton, Columbus, um, I want to say Savannah, Augusta. Uh, we have one in Gainesville now over in Athens. And so and we all kind of just split up across Georgia itself. And so we are prim- primarily, we only service the Georgia-based locations um, or businesses. However, if there's somebody out there that needs um, some direction or needs something, they can contact me, and I'll get everyone in touch with whoever they need to be in touch with. Perfect. Jason, thank you, man, for coming on. The reason I wanted to have Jason on today was because I thought it would be a great opportunity as an essential business or or trying to be classified as essential business. Uh, I think I should have probably called Jason like a year ago or whenever March, uh, whenever you retired and started doing this. Um, I think we had some conversation. Uh, I think I'm yeah. ready to move forward because it's never been more important for me to generate recurring revenue these cities, counties, states, uh, they're going into um, PM agreements uh, where they're paying monthly or um, they're using you for all of their services. And so for me, I think it's important that we 
get in with the local police stations, fire departments, government buildings, uh, so that if there's a scenario where a door is not working properly, we can get there, get there quickly and get the job done. Um, and I think you can help us get those jobs. And I think the path that your company takes, uh, can help others do the same thing or your organization rather. So, uh, again, give everybody the, uh, the website that they can go to, to get more information and get set up on their local level, because a lot of my listeners are not in Georgia. Yes. If you you go to, um, the, uh, gtpac.org, gtpac.org, um, you can go there. And, um, if, if a lot of your listeners are, um, out of state, uh, go to aptac, aptac.org. And then you can just go down and you can select, it says find a counselor, um, or, or select state. Um, you can go and, and it'll give you all the information for whatever state that you're in. And then you can contact that person directly. And we offer all the same services. And like I said, we're paid by a grant from the uh, government, basically. So uh, it's one of those things that we're being paid. So all of our services that we do for y'all are free. So there's nothing as a client that you have to pay for. Perfect. It's beautiful when that works out. I mean, my whole life, yeah. I've never, I don't think I've ever received a grant. I've always thought grants were for other people. And now I'm in a yeah. position to take advantage of multiple grants um, during a hard time. So uh, truly blessed uh, that the government has moved and uh, and offering a lot of these things. Jason, thank you for what you're doing and helping small businesses get connected with government contracts. Uh, we're going to continue to do this. Oh, we got disconnected. So we're not live, but we're live on audio. So we're going to do, um, we're still, we're back. Um, but anyway, so, uh, we are going to have this going on, uh, through, uh, Facebook and then we're going to upload it to our podcast. If Jason, if you don't mind, I saw that you joined the podcast earlier, would you mind just posting uh, the links in the comments of yeah. the podcast so people can yeah, go can there that. and check that out? That would be great. And um, if any of you guys have questions, listen, I, I'm trying to do my best to help get the information to home service companies as much as possible. Uh, primarily, uh, my passion and love for garage door industry uh, I, I want to help educate everyone and make sure everybody's on the same page and that you have as much up-to-date information as possible. So make sure you like our Facebook page because we're doing updates on that. And uh, that's pretty much all we got for you today. Jason, thanks again for joining our podcast. And uh, I'll hit you up Thank here you shortly to get that set up with you. All right, guys. Thank you for joining Torsion Talk Podcast. We appreciate uh We appreciate everybody joining and listening in Uh, today, I think was very informative. I hope you guys got a lot of information out of it and know the direction that you're going to go, or at least have a little bit more clarity. So uh, we are going to get this uploaded into our podcast, Torsion Talk Podcast, which can be found on iTunes, uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcast. Again, Ryan here with Torsion Talk Podcast. Thank you for your time and appreciate your support.